Before we begin, we need to define the term blessed. Many of us have been told over the years that the word means to be happy. While happiness certainly comes with living the blessed life, the correct meaning of the word is to be satisfied or contented in the Lord. Hello and welcome to the Netcast Podcast, where you will find Bible studies that follow an in-depth approach to sharing the good news about Jesus Christ. I am your host, Mark Hatfield, and my prayer is that you are encouraged by these lessons from the Word of God. Thank you for listening to today's message. Happy New Year, Netcast listeners, and thank you for joining me as we kick off 2022 with a brand new season, Season 6, titled Psalms of Life. I don't know if you've made any resolutions this year, but I hope and pray that you are resolved to serve the Lord. I want to begin by thanking my brother in Christ, Jude Thomas, for the personalized podcast intro music track that you heard at the beginning of today's episode. This is what we will be using moving forward. Jude is a very talented young man, and I'm so thankful to have him use his gifts to partner with me in this ministry effort. I remember when I was young, I can recall vividly the enjoyment that I found from visiting the library or a book fair. And the particular genre that I would check out was the choose-your-own-adventure books. I was fascinated by these stories that gave me a part in directing the outcome of the events in the plot. For example, it might say, While hiking down the trail, you see a snake moving along a tree crossing your path. Do you pick it up and take it, or do you wait patiently until it passes by before proceeding? Now, I don't mess with snakes, and so I would create option C. I would choose to run. But in life, we don't get to choose what we encounter many times, whether they be trials, temptations, hardship, loss of a job, house fires, tornadoes, car accidents, viruses, cancer, just to name a few. The fact is, we are all in a choose-your-own-eternal-destiny book, and the story is the Bible, where we have already been told that the Lord is going to be victorious, and we can spend eternity with Him if only we would choose to follow Him faithfully. Now we make choices along the way that lead us to that glorious ending. You would think that it would be easy knowing how it ends, but yet many of us struggle with our commitment to the Lord and to His Word. Today we're going to talk about the choice that we all face spiritually, to be blessed or to be cursed, or in other words, lost. In the very first psalm recorded in our Hebrew Old Testament, we find what appears to be a message comparable to the Beatitudes from the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached in his earthly ministry in Matthew chapter 5, where he said things like, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those that mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, amongst other important qualities in the so-called blessed life. Today we are going to examine Psalm 1 in hopes of discovering how to live the blessed life. Before we begin, we need to define the term blessed. Many of us have been told over the years that the word means to be happy, While happiness certainly comes with living the blessed life, the correct meaning of the word is to be satisfied or contented in the Lord. And the word for blessed in the Hebrew is esher, and another word closely related to it is asher, meaning to be straight or to be right. Therefore, to be blessed and find true happiness, you must be contented in knowing that you are on the straight and narrow path of the Lord and in a right relationship with Him. Happiness is an emotion that passes with circumstances. Holiness is when we maintain daily a right relationship with the Lord, out of which we feel joy, happiness, contentment. I will also add that these feelings do not change with circumstances. 
for we are told to rejoice in the Lord always, and that we are blessed when we are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Most people want to be happy, but how many of us want to be truly blessed? The second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence states that we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't say happiness is guaranteed, but we have the right to pursue it. Many are pursuing happiness, not realizing that being happy is a byproduct of being in good standing with God and having the hope and promises of eternal life. Now let's go ahead and read Psalm 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. In this episode, we are going to look at three areas in which Psalm 1 directs us to the blessed life. We will also examine many other beatitudes that are found in the Psalms that confirm these three points. By revealing the characteristics of the blessed life, we will also expose those outside of the blessings of God and then offer an invitation to be blessed today. The first point is, the blessed get counsel from delighting in and meditating on the Word of God, verses 1 and 2. It says again, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Blessedness comes first from avoiding the counsel of the wicked. In Psalm 119, verses 1 and 2, we are given counsel on this. It doesn't take long to figure out that around every corner there is someone offering advice that is ungodly filled with ignorance of men, corrupted by the world. Everyone has an opinion, but we need truth. Psalm 119 verses 1 and 2 says, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe His testimonies, who seek Him with all their heart. Take note that this verse admonishes us that we should not walk in unrighteous counsel. This tells us that we have to be careful who we are associating with, what program we are watching, what radio broadcast we are inviting into our commute, where we go, what we read, and so on and so forth. This is a major task in and of itself, because whatever voice you listen to will determine how you walk. The Bible admonishes us to walk in step with the Spirit. It is impossible to walk in the counsel of the ungodly if you refuse to give their foolish words the time of day. Let people talk and spout error, but do not pay attention or even consider their ways. We get into trouble when we subject ourselves to the ways of this world, thinking that we will not be influenced by their wickedness. You are being duped and are naive if you take this approach. The blessed life also includes not standing in the path of sinners. It is one thing to find ourselves walking by the wicked as a passerby and then refusing to listen, but our downfall is inevitable if we stop and stand in their path. We are now entertaining their vain utterances and behaviors. And while evil companions corrupt good morals, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15.33, we also know that to give hearty approval to the error of the wicked is to participate in their sin. Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Blessedness is ours when we avoid sitting in the seat of the scoffer, it also teaches. 
Scoffing is what the wicked do toward the righteous. If you spend enough time listening to the errors of sinful men and tolerating their poor behavior, before you are even aware of it, you will find yourself involved in their wrongdoing. To add insult to injury, you will then begin maligning those who choose to continue in the ways of the Lord. These are the scoffers who have not only abandoned the good way, but are now advocates for those living in sin by speaking evil of those who continue following the Lord. Watch how this individual takes steps of digression into this low and debased type of living. First you walk by the wicked, perhaps only hearing their sinful railing. Then you stand in their path to acknowledge them and give them audience. Finally, you take a seat with them to participate in their evil deeds. Then you turn against all of those who stand for the right. This is calling what is evil a good thing and calling what is good evil. But the psalmist will point out to us that blessedness goes beyond avoiding the wicked to finding delight in God's word and meditating on his wisdom. Where many make a mistake is they are constantly focused on what not to do. They make a concerted effort to keep themselves from doing wrong. The issue here is that they are missing the greatest part of the blessed life in finding the satisfaction of the sustenance of God's word. It is one thing not to partake of evil, but our life is taken to another level when we are feasting on the good word of God. Taste and see. We are told to meditate on the wisdom of God day and night if we want the blessed life. Meditation is a lost spiritual discipline. Meditation is defined as thinking deeply or focusing one's mind. Among the godly, people need to contemplate their readings in the Word of God throughout the day and into the night hours. If you are not reading or hearing the Word of God, you have nothing to contemplate. You are leaving your mind open to the manipulation of what surrounds you and what you let in. Psalm 112 and verse 1 says, Praise the Lord! How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in His commandments. Every time that you read a portion of God's Word, think on those things. Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things or think on these things. When we wake up, as we go about our tasks for the day, as we come home from work and sit down for dinner, even into the night as we lay our head on our pillow, we need to reflect on the word of God. This is how you can avoid and escape the temptations to do evil. It is written should be our response, and we should be able to recall the word as it is stored in our hearts from our devotion to studying the scriptures. Imagine if every time you faced a trial, you were prepared to overcome it because you had spent so much time reflecting on the wisdom found in the Bible that the devil would simply flee from you. This is the example that our Lord set for us. He said, it is written every single time. This is truly the blessed life. I hope that it is the life that you desire. Even amongst those who claim to be committed to the Lord, we find people living a quote-unquote good life, not walking, standing, or sitting with the wicked. But very few of them are practicing daily devotion to the book of God. Being a part of a good church that stands for truth, owning a Bible that accurately represents God's will, and doing our best not to be lost by avoiding sin are all noble qualities. But listening to the preaching, reading your Bible on your own, and meditating and delighting in every word is where we find blessedness. Instead of only avoiding being ungodly, making progress and becoming more like God is what the blessed life is all about. Meditation is not just about having your alone time, 
Bible study is not just for head knowledge. Our goal is to be changed and come away from each session more like Jesus. Now, let's consider our second point for today, and that comes from verse 3. The blessed are strong and prosper in all things by growing and producing fruit. It says in verse 3, He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. The blessed life is compared to a strong tree that is well watered by many streams or canals. Go over to Psalm 34 in verse 8. That psalm reads, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Those that lean on the wisdom of God are planted deep and have firm roots. These are called tap roots that run deep and wide. They cannot be moved from their place by any man and his false doctrines, his lies, and his misleadings. Those that are committed to a daily regimen of spiritual nutrients will grow strong and thrive unto maturity. It is one thing to have a tree planted in the middle of a field where it is dependent on rain or another source for water, but it is much better to be planted by streams of water where there is a never-ending source of refreshing moisture. When we stay connected to the Lord and His Word, we are nourished and flourishing. But the psalmist here, David, goes on to say, This blessed life is a tree that bears fruit, and its leaves remain green and healthy. One of the ways that we are able to tell whether a tree is bad or good is by its fruits. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit, and a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. We need to be evergreens, and even when the storms of life come or the harsh cold winters set in, we still remain alive and well. When we go through a season where we do not produce fruit, by faithful perseverance, we will in due time bring forth fruit in abundance. Just stay rooted. We are told that God is glorified by our lives as disciples when we bear much fruit and prove that we are His followers or disciples. The branch of the tree that does not bear fruit will be cut off and thrown into the fire, Jesus said, to be burned. There is no freeloading your way into heaven. You have to get grounded in the Lord, take in plenty of water, and fulfill your eternal purpose of remaining strong in the Lord, producing the fruit of it. He goes on to say that the blessed life is a life of prosperity. Turn over, if you will, to Psalm 115, verses 12 through 15. Here we read the following words. The Lord has been mindful of us, and He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, the small together with the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Now let me reassure you that this is not the health and wealth gospel that I am preaching, but rather a godly contentment that will produce a prosperous life spiritually not only here on earth, but in heaven above, where we are storing up treasures forever. The prosperity of which we speak will be reflected by the joy that fills our hearts, the peace that settles our spirit, the love that we share with others, and the faithfulness that shows determination to remain firm in our hope. Using again the illustration of the tree, prospering means being fully grown, reaching maturity. A tree like this indeed lives the blessed life full of vibrant vitality and stability. Well, this leads us right into the third point for today, which comes from verses 4 through 6 in Psalm 1. The blessed are found righteous in judgment, while the wicked perish. It says again, The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. 
The wicked will not stand in the judgment is what he taught here. Let's look at Matthew chapter 3 and verse 12. The Bible teaches there, His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. In Psalm 2 and verse 12 we read, Do homage to the Son that he not become angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are those who take refuge in him. Finally, in Psalm 106 and verse 3, it says, How blessed are those who keep justice, who practice righteousness at all times. The Bible says that the winnowing fork is in the hand of the Lord Jesus, and when judgment commences on the threshing floor, the Lord will separate the wheat, that is the righteous, from the chaff, the wicked, with the wind. They will be driven away from the presence of the Lord to be burned in unquenchable fire. This psalm started by saying that we would not walk or should not walk in the way, stand in the path, or sit in the seat of the wicked. Here we learn the reason why this is so important. When judgment comes, the wicked will not have a place to stand, but will fall into the hands of the living God, which is a very fearful thing. The path that the sinners take does not lead to the eternal assembly of the righteous, but rather to a lake of fire. They will be separated from God forever and will be burned in an everlasting torment in hell. Now the way of the righteous is known by the Lord, it says. Let's go to Psalm 144 and verse 15. David taught here, How blessed are the people who are so situated! How blessed are the people whose God is the Lord! David said in Psalm 146 and verse 5, How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Then in Psalm 32, we find the key to standing with the righteous. David said in verses 1 and 2, How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. The point of all of this is that there is a day coming when all the righteous will be gathered together to meet the Lord in the air, to share in His eternal glory. The Lord knows those who belong to Him. Take a look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. There we read these words. Actually, let's begin reading in verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And notice, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Notice that those who are in Christ are the ones who are going to reap this benefit. Now go over to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Paul told Timothy, Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. This teaches us that the Lord knows those that belong to Him, and He is intimately acquainted with all of our ways before Him. And the reason why the wicked will perish is because their ways are also laid bare before his eyes. Go over to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13. There we find these words, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I want to ask you as we close today's episode, are you living the blessed life? And if not, how can I help you do that today? Perhaps as you were listening to the Word of God and you've meditated on it over the last few minutes, you delighted in what you heard about living this blessed life. I am ready to assist you in coming in obedient, trusting faith 
where from this day forward you can live and thrive in the Lord. It all starts with your acknowledgement that you are lost in sin and you believe Jesus died for your sins. If you believe that, are you willing to turn from your sinful ways, confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and be immersed or baptized in water for the remission of sins? You can be saved today if you're ready to do those things. When you come up out of the water, you start your blessed life as a child of God. Perhaps you're listening and you've been convicted as a child of God that you haven't been delighting in the Word of God and you need prayers. I would love to pray for you. If we confess our faults to God, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from that unrighteousness. And He tells us that we should also confess our faults to one another and pray for one another because the prayers of the righteous are available to assist us in being restored. They are very effective. This is an ideal time for us to reach out and pray while the Word is fresh on our hearts. I want you to think about what we've talked about today. This lesson is really yours to take or leave, and I hope you will choose from this day forward to live the blessed life. You will not only find that it is the best decision that you've ever made this side of heaven because all of the spiritual blessings are enjoyed by the saved, but as I've stated, it is the only way to be assured that you have a home on the other side with the Lord when this life is over. Please make sure you reach out. Let your spiritual needs be known because I would love to assist you in having a right relationship with God. Thank you for listening. Have you visited the Netcast podcast store yet? This is going to provide you with a place to get your Netcast merch. At the same time, you will be supporting the Netcast podcast with a portion of your purchase and securing an opportunity to talk about the faith that we share together on this podcast. Click the shop link to learn more at netcasthost.com forward slash shop. Thank you for your support in advance. In Season 6, titled Psalms of Life, I have a special offer that is connected with the series in the Book of Psalms. If you partner with Netcast during our sixth season, I want to send you the complete outline for the studies, but I will also be including the supplemental PowerPoint slideshows to guide you in your study. If you want to become a partner or make a donation, you can send PayPal donations using netcasthost at gmail.com or visit patreon.com forward slash netcast to learn more about how you can get on board with this podcast. I have also added this podcast to buymeacoffee.com forward slash netcasthost, where you can send a small gift of any amount to help support the show. Thank you in advance. If you are not able to support this ministry effort financially at this time, would you please consider doing one of the following? First, please subscribe and continue to be a dedicated listener. Next, please share Netcast with your friends and family and encourage them to subscribe. Finally, consider leaving a review for the podcast so that your positive feedback could encourage others to listen. Take a few moments after we sign off today to visit our website at netcasthost.com. Here you will find transcripts of the podcast on the blog. You can sign up for the free newsletter, become a member, and join Netcast for free, which will give you access to hidden portions of the podcast host site like our members forum and so much more. Don't forget to check out our social media sites on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to like and follow the podcast as we use these sites to keep you current on what is happening at Netcast. Every new episode is announced on these media outlets. Until next time, God bless you richly in Jesus Christ, our Lord.